Grey's Anatomy, the most iconic binge-worthy drama, is back, along with answers to the biggest cliffhangers. Will Teddy survive? Will Joe and Link finally find happiness together? Meredith returns along with fan faves like Arizona. You can now stream every episode of Grey's ever on Hulu and new episodes next day. Watch the season premiere of Grey's Anatomy tonight at 9, 8 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 3. Greetings, conversationalists. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across America. The phone number, if you want to be on the program, is 877-973-7425. It is an open line Friday, so you can set the agenda of the show. You've got less than an hour to randomly that questions in your head about cooking and you're like, he's available, I'm going to call him. And Charlie's not there to stop your cooking question. Now, we're not going to talk about cooking yet. And those of you who are on the phones are going to be patient with me for a moment because I got something else to talk about. Ron DeSantis. So I, as I mentioned before we went to break, I, I did a an event for a group called This Stuff Matters. And let me just explain the concept of the group to you. Do you know what the uh, Bader-Meinhof phenomenon is? You all know, you don't know the name, I bet. You you don't know Bader-Meinhof, but you you know the experience. And Bader-Meinhof phenomenon is, is the explanation of the experience. You've all heard a word. Every single one of you, you've heard a word or you've encountered something. And then you can't stop encountering it. The word or whatever it is, you, you just it, it, it happens constantly now. You're like, how is this that like it wasn't a thing last week and now I see it everywhere? What the heck is going on? That's called the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. What it is is the idea that you've encountered whatever it is. Let's say the word is onomatopoeia. You know what an onomatopoeia is? Uh, bam, wow, pow, kazam, zing. Those words, uh, onomatopoeia, they, they are uh, the words that represent the sounds like you see in comics and things like that. Um, onomatopoeia. Now you're going to start hearing onomatopoeia everywhere. And you're going to be like, how did I not hear onomatopoeia? I mean, all of a sudden, Erickson mentioned it on the radio, and, and now I've like encountered it five times this week. What's going on? Here's the thing. You've encountered it before. You've encountered it probably as frequently, but you didn't know what it was or what it meant. And now you do. And so you are more aware of it because your brain has made a connection to it where before I said it, your brain had not made a connection to it. So you never paid attention to it. And now suddenly you will. That's the Bader-Meinhof phenomenon. You, you don't, you, you're encountering this thing regularly and then suddenly uh, zing. And now it's connected in your brain, and so your your eyes are open to it. Your brain is open to it. That's Bader-Meinhof. So what this stuff matters is is they they run ads on radio stations around the country, embedment podcasts and the like. They're growing their platform, and it's thirty seconds to a minute, and it's towards it, it leading people towards a, a a gospel message, a motivational message that's gospel driven. That that's 
that's based on Christianity. And the whole point of it is, is they're, they're dropping seeds in the field. And you may not care the first time, the second time, the third time, but one time you're going to be, what is this stuff matters.net? And you're going to go, and then you're going to start hearing these things. And at some point for someone who's not a believer, uh, someone will eventually reap the harvest of all these seeds being dropped in the fields. That's what this program is. Um, this stuff matters. And they asked me to speak and I spoke. That's a very long way of getting to the point. There is a point. I promise. Oh, Lord, hang on a second. There's breaking news from my daughter who wants you all to know that Taylor's version of 1989 is now officially out. Okay, I've done my bit for Taylor Swift, who's now a billionaire. In any event, I didn't mention Ron DeSantis on stage last night. Well, I did, but people were asking me about the candidates. And at the end, I went through the list of non-Trump Republican candidates, which was the question, and I forgot DeSantis. And people came up to me afterwards. They're like, what about DeSantis? Like, I can't believe I forgot DeSantis. DeSantis is sending weapons to Israel. This is from the Associated Press today. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis has arranged to send drones, weapons, and ammunition to Israel as it prepares for an incursion of Gaza in response to Hamas's attacks. Florida has sent cargo planes with healthcare supplies, drones, body armor, and helmets, says Jeremy Redford, spokesman for the governor's office. The state also worked with groups to supply unspecified amounts of weapons and ammunition that were privately funded. The governor's office said it acted at the request of Israel's council general in Miami. The council general said he did not request drones, body armor, or helmets, nor had he talked to the governor about help getting weapons or ammunition through private parties. However, uh, he said later that others in the Israeli government had communicated with the governor's office uh, to determine what could or would be sent to Israel. DeSantis has often applied his official powers to take actions that coincide with his larger political goals. Duh! The confirmation of military aid comes as DeSantis and other Republican presidential contenders are expected to attend the Republican Jewish Coalition's annual gathering of donors in Las Vegas. DeSantis is scheduled to speak Saturday morning to a Nevada Republican group at the, a casino resort on the Las Vegas Strip. Nikki Haley has been vying for this group, you should know. She wants the support, and they're very friendly to Nikki Haley. They like Nikki Haley a lot. But Nikki Haley is not a current governor. So Nikki Haley cannot do the things DeSantis, by virtue of being a current governor, can do. That matters. I mean, not, not to use the phrase, but this stuff matters. So Ron DeSantis, the sitting governor of Florida, organized multiple jets to go to Israel and bring home more than 700 Americans who were stranded in Israel because of the outbreak of war. The Biden administration insisted that Americans who wanted to be rescued sign promissory notes to pay back the government their expenses, and in many cases, put Americans on boats, sent them to Cyprus, and told them once they got to Cyprus, find yourself a way home. DeSantis sent wide-body jets, filled them up with people, and flew them to Tampa at no cost to those Americans. DeSantis has now sent weapons, uh, armor, ammunition, drones, body armor, and um, first aid supplies to Israel. 
as part of being the commander-in-chief of the Florida National Guard, using designated supplies that he could and privately requisitioned supplies to go to Israel at the request of people in the Israeli government. This military aid is something that none of the other Republican candidates for governor really can arrange. Maybe Doug Burgum as a sitting governor of North Dakota, but he doesn't have the resources that Ron DeSantis does. This sets DeSantis apart from all the other Republicans. They're speaking, these candidates, to the Republican Jewish Coalition in Las Vegas. Nikki Haley has been vying for their support. Uh, They're big fans of Nikki Haley. The Republican Jewish Coalition loves Nikki Haley, and there's a lot to love about Nikki Haley, and there's a lot they love about Nikki Haley because of her positions on Israel. But because she's not a sitting governor, she can't do what DeSantis just did. So what he did actually does matter to separate himself from the pack. The question is, does it matter enough for him to put it in an ad and tell people? Because otherwise, most Americans won't know. Most Republican primary voters will never know that Ron DeSantis sent military aid from Florida to Israel, including munitions. Unless he tells them, does he have the resources? I don't know. His fundraising has been good, but is it enough to do an ad campaign? And if he does an ad campaign, does it strike people as too cynical that, oh, well, he's just doing it to get elected, and then they dismiss it? There's a careful balance on what you have to do. But the fact is, of all the Republican candidates running for president, only one has rescued Americans from Israel, and only one has sent weaponry to Israel to fight Hamas, and that happens to be the governor of Florida. Being an incumbent governor of a state like Florida matters greatly. The question is, can he translate all of that into a bump in the polling? Now, the problem for DeSantis, of course, is that Nikki Haley is ascending the polling as he's coming down. He hasn't seen a measurable bump in polls. This has led a lot of DeSantis supporters to say, well, the polls must be wrong. I like Ron DeSantis, therefore Ron DeSantis must be doing well. I don't know that that's the case. In all candor and honesty, I don't know that I would like to think that. I myself have said more than once on this program, I kind of think the polling is missing stuff. And it could very well be that that the polling is reflecting an emotional tie to Donald Trump that is not going to be reflected in the ballots, I just don't know. But of the candidates, there is only one who is putting real points on the board in this Israel situation. It's something even Donald Trump cannot do right now by virtue of being unelected. This is DeSantis speaking of the Heritage Foundation yesterday. But as we look across the world now, we are a nation adrift. The the Biden foreign policy is rudderless, weak, misguided, and solicitous of America's adversary. Just think of some of the things that have happened in just these two and a half years. The Afghanistan withdrawal dishonored the sacrifices of our service members, and they abandoned billions worth of military equipment to the Taliban. Biden has empowered Iran with sanctions relief. That has fueled the Hamas attacks. That has fueled what Russia is doing in Europe. Biden also invited the Russian aggression against Ukraine by displaying weakness and even publicly stating that a small invasion would be A-OK. Biden's placed ideological ambitions like the Green New Deal over American energy dominance and independence. That has helped America's adversaries, Iran, China, Russia, Venezuela. 
Biden's also sacrificed strong policy against the CCP, which we need in favor of climate talks and a summit with Xi Jinping. All the while, China provides patronage to Russia and to Iran. This is just the fact American power is on the decline. This has been happening for some time, but it is accelerating under the Biden administration. He started to get out there more and do more press at this time. He was on with Caitlin Collins on CNN last night as well. Uh, She was grilling him on CNN about the gun control issue in light of the uh, shooting in Maine. And he had a pretty strong statement um, regarding what happened and and the laws that were probably ignored. He was institutionalized. He would not have been able to commit this this offense 100 percent. I mean, that's that goes without saying. Um, If somebody's back on the street, then they can always uh, hurt somebody. And it doesn't mean that you just have, you know, it's not like like be what you take one firearm like they can't get others or they can't use other things to be able to harm people when people are this then they can do a lot of damage especially someone like that that has military training yep he's right uh and he's wondering why the guy was was not fully committed and and uh also that the red flag laws as structured would not have prevented this he's strong on the second amendment uh that will do him any favors with the press but does any of this stuff matter though if people don't pay attention to it and people are starting to zone out again because we're headed into the Thanksgiving season, you got Halloween coming next week. Then you got uh, three and a half, three weeks really until people go on Thanksgiving break. And then you're into the Christmas season. I mean, heck, you go to a lot of retailers right now. We're in the Christmas season. All the Christmas decorations, they've been up since July. But can this stuff translate? Does he have the money to make it translate? Does the Super PAC have the money to make it translate? And will it move the needle? I don't have an answer for that. I don't. Uh, A lot of people want to see him go the distance. There were a lot of people in the crowd last night who were intrigued by him. The question is, can he put up the ads and convince people that he might be a better, more stable alternative than Donald Trump, where a lot of the Republican base has just decided, you know what, let's just go with Trump. Even if it isn't successful, we can burn it all down. And I I don't know. I'm 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 not I'm not starting to get frustrated with Republican voters here. I, I but I see where this is headed and think, man, the amount of money we would have to spend to get Trump elected that could go to save the Senate and we could still win the presidency with someone else. It's just a, a money calculation right now that I don't think people understand. We'll see. Take your calls when we come back. 877-973-7425. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here. The phone number 877-973-7425. I think I got time to squeeze in a call in this in this segment real quick. Al, let's go to you. Thanks for being patient with me. How are you? Good. How you doing, Eric? Good. What's going on? Uh, well, well, first I wanted to say, I think you're starting to lose the ability to wear the pants in your relationship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, no, I want you to know I'm going to the gym every week now to make sure my wife cannot catch up to my deadlift and bench press. Uh, that's the problems we have to deal with. <laughs> but the questions that I have for you, well, I only have one question, but uh, listening to you, it, it just made me point out another question. The first question was, I, I missed your show yesterday. What do you think of a DeSantis president and Nikki Haley as a vice president or vice versa. And the other question that I had for you was, 
why should the American people have to pay back the government just to come home for something that they didn't ask for? Because it's it's almost like a slap in the face. Like you're sitting here giving out money, but now the American people can't come home. And if we do, we got to find a way, and then we got to pay back the government. It's, yeah, it's it's ridiculous uh, that that this is done now. That you know the, the government's got to have the money to to pay the student loans of the pro Palestinian protesting students at Harvard. I mean that's 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 why they got to have the money. I'm sure um, it, it, they shouldn't. Americans should not have to reimburse the government when war breaks out. The government rescues them. That should be one of the things government just does. But uh, it is, I'm told, standard practice. Even though typically it's waived, this administration has chosen not to waive. The promissory note, uh, good on DeSantis not making people pay it back. As for the ticket, uh, I think a DeSantis-Haley or Haley-DeSantis ticket would be a compelling ticket. I think it would. Uh, Haley does bring foreign policy experience from her time at the U.N. Um, and, and her travels abroad. And she, you know, she, people forget when she was governor of South Carolina, she did a lot of international deals. Uh, and DeSantis is a compelling candidate. I think it would be a very powerful ticket against Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. Um, it'd be a far more uh, liked ticket than Joe Biden and Kamala Harris as well. Now, I got to tell you about stamps.com and how you can save some money on your shipping this holiday season, up to 84% off UPS and post office rates with stamps.com, and you skip the line. Think about the lines you go through in the holiday season, shipping packages. With stamps.com, you can arrange pickup at your home or office. All you need is a mobile device or computer and a printer. You print your labels. With stamps.com, they even will send you a free digital scale. It's a great offer. You go to stamps.com. You click on the microphone. You put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. They will send you a four-week trial offer with free postage and a free digital scale. You don't have a long-term commitment. You do not have a contract to sign. Uh, you can stop anytime. You go to stamps.com, you click the microphone, you put on my name, Eric, you put in E-R-I-C-K, you can take advantage of this offer, you can find the fastest shipping, the cheapest shipping, you can find post office UPS rates. If you do a lot of stuff on Etsy or whatnot, they integrate in with all the shopping sites. If you're someone who ships a lot of stuff, you're you're a creator. It's a great thing. Over a million businesses, including mine, use stamps.com. Stamps.com. You click the microphone. You put in my name, Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Start saving on your shipping today. <laughs> All right. So welcome back. It's an open line Friday, 877-973-7425. So I put up this, this tweet earlier. It said, because Philip decided he needed a week to celebrate his birthday and Charlie decided he needed to go kill things in the woods today, I'm on my own and they can't make me paywall my show notes. So here they are for everybody. And I put a link to today's show notes. So the non-paid subscribers, everybody gets everything today. So Philip just tweeted, enjoy the free stuff while you can, because this blankety blank is going back behind the paywall when I get back. So you're on notice, people. You can get today's show notes. <laughs> 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, uh, Jeannie, I'm going to go to you next. Welcome. Thank you so much, Eric. Um, thanks for taking my call. Um, you are part of the reason I consider myself a reformed Democrat. 
So I've come over to the dark side, so to speak, um, and you Excellent. and your Red State update back in the day. That was a huge part of it. Uh, so, but I'm still kind of more of that social liberal, but uh, but more of definitely the fiscal conservative. And, and you and, and, my, uh, and the Georgia Republican Party really helped me with that. Um, so anyway, I had a question for you because I really trust uh, your opinion on this, and I hope you can help me understand it because I'm still a bit of a federalist. Okay. How is it that Governor DeSantis can use whatever executive power he's got to directly send what he sent to another country? Why does it have to be like a federal thing? Oh, okay. Great question. Okay, so um, so the the munition that he sent, the bullets, were uh, privately acquired by donors. So, and then the drones and the body armor that he sent, uh, and the and the um, healthcare supplies, being the being governor of Florida, he is also the commander in chief of the Florida National Guard. And unless the National Guard is is federalized by the president under an, an executive order, uh, DeSantis controls it and its operations, so he can send. Uh, supplies from the Florida National Guard to other countries if they need it. Gotcha. Okay. Yep. That's it. That makes um, sense to me. Perfect. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but now, so here, here's the caveat. So if the president calls up the Florida National Guard tomorrow and says, "Hey guys, uh, I need you," then DeSantis can't do that anymore because suddenly the president's in charge. But until that happens, DeSantis is the commander in chief. And is that true for any governor in the fifty states? Yes, uh, the governors are the the commanders in chief of their national guards until they're called into federal service. Wow! Thanks for enlightening me. That's really cool. I appreciate it. Yep, you're welcome. Yeah, you know, it's it's listen. There's a growing movement in the country now that says we don't need national guards anymore. They should all be federalized. I, I disagree. Uh, there are in states, for example, uh, here in Georgia, just like in Florida, we get hurricanes that come through, tornadoes and stuff, and the governors of the states call up their National Guards to help in those cases. Uh, during COVID, uh, governors around the country uh, called up their guard to help uh, run supplies. There were a number of states, for example, where they needed the National Guard to coordinate ventilator supplies in the beginning of COVID. Uh, and uh, stuff shifted around, and they used the guard to do those things. So until the guard, it, it, it's actually part. It, it's within the Constitution as well. State militias are under the control of governors until called up by the president. Then the president becomes their commander in chief. Until then, it's the governor. It's an interesting dynamic within federalism in the country that each state has its own guard to protect the states to do as the governors require, but the president can then take them over. Our Constitution, those men who wrote our Constitution more than 200 years ago, it still holds up so well. Uh, it, it really does hold up well. I wish we followed it more than we do. Uh, Tom, you're going to be up next on the Eric Erickson Show. Welcome, Tom. How are you? Oh, good. Great show as always. And I, I just wanted to find out a little bit while ago you mentioned about um, Trump still having a shot, but then you said something more realistic with maybe Haley and DeSantis uh, being a ticket because – I just want to understand this better. I mean, who's taking these polls where Trump could still be this popular? He's got so much against them, and and, and every day he's doing something different to to um, upset another judge. Like now, he's I mean, ten thousand dollars—that's that, that's chicken feet for him. But he just doesn't ob- obey the orders. He just puts them 
he's got that arrogant look. How can anybody support this guy any longer? He's going to go to jail. Listen, Tom. Uh, look, a lot of people. You're, you're going to get me hate mail, Tom. You're going to get me hate mail. <laughs> all right. No, so, look, 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 I, I want to hear you. Can you uh, okay. all four of these indictments? Let, let, uh, okay. You know what? This good question. All right. So, so, so now listen to me. Now, now follow along and listen to me. <laughs> I'm going to get so much hate mail from this guy caused by this guy. Um, a lot of Republicans, I think, are telling the pollsters they're supporting Trump, and they may not actually when they get in the polls. Uh, but if they're very emotional about it, maybe they still will. A lot of Republicans, particularly older than me, the boomer set, they don't want to let go of power. Trump is one of their own, an elder member of the boomer segment, uh, and they don't want to let go of power, and they think he fights for them. He fights. That's what you hear. He fights. He's on my side. They feel like he's one of them. Um I, there's nothing you and I can do to discourage these people. They they like what they got the first term. They they hear what they want to hear. They don't hear what they don't want to hear. The reality, however, the truth be told, is the indictment in Florida on the classified documents case is actually serious. I am in the camp that thinks he could be found guilty. I don't see a jury in Florida sending that man to jail. I don't. I think they may find him guilty. Look, if if a grand jury said, give us this stuff, and he didn't send it, and the lawyers didn't fight it, he's guilty. I mean, it, it really is that cut and dry under the statute. And they might find him guilty, but yeah, they're not going to send him to jail for something like that. It's stupid. The New York case is garbage. I don't even think it'll make it to trial. It's really a garbage case. I don't even think the Washington, D.C. cases is, is a— a uh, very serious case, except the judge is clearly out to get Trump. And so he'll be winding through appeals. The Georgia case was not a super serious case until it became one when all the defendants started pleading guilty. In fact, where is this? It's in the show notes today that Philip says you're not going to get next week, uh, but I'm giving it to you today. Uh, where is this? It's CNN. Da, 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 da. Um, well, promise. I, did I leave it out by? No, no, no. Oh, maybe it was yesterday. Um, there are more potential deals coming in the Georgia case. The district, yep, it was from yesterday's show notes, not today's. The uh, district attorney is trying to get more deals, trying to get more settlements, trying to get more agreements, and more people are potentially going to fold. And all those people, when they fold, they agree to testify. And if they can testify to this criminal enterprise, to reverse the election in Georgia, they'll tie it to Trump. It suddenly becomes so serious that he's got to try to convince a jury not to send him to jail. They're trying, the, the DA is essentially trying to cut enough plea deals with enough people that builds the case that there was a criminal enterprise to throw out the election and that Donald Trump was a part of it. Whether a jury believes it or not, I don't know, but it becomes increasingly hard for him to have the case thrown out when you have so many defendants who are trying, who are willing to testify against him. And that's the problem. At one point, he could have made a motion to suppress Jenna Ellis's testimony because she was his lawyer, but he didn't do that. So Jenna Ellis will testify against him and he cannot now, though he may try, he arguably cannot now uh, say objection, attorney-client privilege. He needed to do that before she pled guilty and agreed to testify to him. I, I'm dumbfounded that his lawyers did not decide 
to make that objection. I, I, y'all, I, I really am dumbfounded that the president, uh, and I mean Trump, not Biden, did not make these objections ahead of time. I, I, it, it kind of, it baffles me. In fact, Dan McLaughlin, uh, who is a, a good friend of mine, writing at National Review, let me just read you part of this. Donald Trump is the client from hell, and it appears he's getting the kind of legal representation that flows from that. In his civil fraud trial in the state of New York, his lawyers have already been sanctioned by the judge for bringing the same losing argument over and over again. And his lawyers have been reduced to asking the judge to stop rolling his eyes as they question witnesses. Maybe the eye-rolling spat can be blamed partly on the judge's partisanship, and the repetitive motions may be a result of lawyers who can't say no to their clients' demands, but other examples of bad lawyering are nobody's fault but the lawyers. In the federal case in Washington over Trump's effort to reverse the outcome of the 2020 election, his legal team on Monday filed a pair of motions to dismiss the indictment, one on statutory grounds that the indictment doesn't allege the elements of the crime, and one on constitutional grounds that the indictment seeks to criminalize political speech. In both cases, his lawyers inexplicably failed to raise defenses. As I've detailed, the central charge against Trump in the case is an alleged scheme to defraud the United States on the theory that he tried to thwart the presidential election process by various dishonest means. The problem for the special prosecutor is that the U.S. Supreme Court has unanimously ruled that corruption of the election process is not covered by the statutory crime, and the case, U.S. versus Gradwell, has never been overruled. Smith could try to get the court to overrule Gradwell, or he could try to find some way around it, such as arguing that Gradwell focused on federalism issues, but that counting of electors by Congress suggests Gradwell should be read narrowly. Either would require him to ask for a new legal rule in the case, and the latter stratagem would still force him to narrow the case by dropping efforts to prosecute Trump's attempts. Smith would have to do one of these things if Trump's lawyers had challenged the indictment under Gradwell. Amazingly, they did not even cite the case in their brief. Either they didn't bother to do adequate legal research, or they somehow thought that the old case wasn't still good law. Either is inexplicable and indefensible. The second thing missing from the motions to dismiss is a challenge to Smith's efforts to hold Trump criminally responsible for the Capitol riot. His lawyers are missing the basic stuff, and that's one of the huge problems. Huge problems for Donald Trump. Huge problems. They, you, you just, you can't, you, you, I, 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 as a former lawyer, am looking at some of the things they did and did not do. Is like, why did you not bring up this case in your brief? Why did you not make a motion to suppress attorney-client privileged information? I mean, this is the problem for Donald Trump. He's being poorly served by his lawyers. And this isn't Monday morning quarterback. Like every lawyer I know is looking at these cases thinking, why aren't y'all making these common sense objections before they're precluded based on time? And they're not doing it. It's like his own lawyers want him to go to jail. But they're the ones he loves and they're the ones he's paying. And that is part of the problem. So how does it wind up? I think he's in real legal jeopardy. And in the meantime, he's spending so much money on his lawyers, he's having to pull money back from a super PAC, which means he's not doing a door-to-door effort. He's not doing a ground game. He's not doing advertising. He can't fly as much. He's not doing as many events. He's not getting his name out there. And you need to do those things to get elected. You need to do basic ballot collection activities to get elected. 
basic absentee balloting plans to get elected. And he's not doing any of those things because he doesn't have the money to do it. That's the problem. It, it just makes it harder for him to win, which means the GOP itself has to spend more money to get him elected, which means the GOP has less money to try to win the Senate. And what good is it to win the presidency if none of his judges will even be appointed because the Senate would never confirm him because Chuck Schumer stays majority leader? Meanwhile, you get a DeSantis or a Haley or someone like that, it will take less GOP money to get them across the finish line, which leaves more money to win the Senate. And any of them could spend eight years in office instead of being term limited by the Constitution to just four years. It's a whole lot of effort to get one guy across the finish line to only serve four more years when everybody else could serve eight and have enough money left over to win the Senate. It's just the bottom line. Now, I got to tell you about Vision Computers. Vision Computers wants you to work with them. If you need a PC, this isn't for you Mac guys, it's for you PC guys. You need a PC, they can build you a PC. They can build you a laptop or a desktop, and then they can become your IT department. So for your home or your office, they give you a phone number. It's not a, uh, it, it's not um, 404 Compute. That's the number you call to order your computer. They give you a special number that I can't give you over the air, but you can call it 15 seconds or less. They answer the phone, give you your answer, and you're on your way. They can remote in, fix your computers. They can help you with printer support. They can help you with email support. They can help you with antiviral support. Install, uninstalls, everything that might happen with your computer. Vision Computers takes care of you. So if you want a computer and you want to save money and you want a computer you can upgrade that will grow with you or your company or with your kids, go to visioncomputers.com, visioncomputers.com, or call them. Any of you nationwide, anybody listening right now in the United States, call them at 404-COMPUTE. Build a relationship with Vision Computers. They can build your PC, laptop, or desktop, and then they can be your service department for you. Also, if you don't have Vision's computers, but you really want their IT support because it's award-winning, call them. You can pay a fat, flat fee, a small fee, every year, and they'll become your tech support as well. 404-COMPUTE, visioncomputers.com or 404-COMPUTE. If you ask about the Eric Erickson special, you get even more savings at 404-COMPUTE. Uh, so, Lister Tom on Twitter, uh, it's worth responding to. He says, you're missing the point of Trump's attorney not filing motions to prevent testimony by the lawyers. Perhaps they want them to testify because what they'll provide will not be the smoking gun. So let them testify. They may just exonerate him. E okay, but that's a gamble because you're already dealing with lawyers who, I mean, they're missing like basic motions. They're missing basic cases on his team, not, not on the DA's team. And the DA knows all of the testimony. I mean, the DA knows everything. They could have actually objected prior to the grand jury to the attorneys revealing um, attorney-client privileged information. They didn't. So the DA knows everything that they know and will say already. I mean, that's part of what's going to trial. There are no unknowns in trial. It happens in TV that there are surprise revelations. But it doesn't really happen in court. So the DA already knows what's going to be said, and the lawyers on the other side know what's going to be said. And the DA was still willing to charge them with crimes, and the DA is still willing to put them on the stand uh, to testify against the former president. You don't put the former president's lawyers on the stand to testify against the former president unless you got something for them to say that's going to look bad to the jury. You just don't do that. Fawny Willis is not a stupid person. She brought down the Atlanta Public School Board under a RICO charge, and she's about to bring a major gang down as well. I mean, you may not like her, but she's not dumb. 
and the president's lawyers have thus far not shown themselves to be shining lights on the hill. Uh, if anything, the president's lawyer, I mean, they're missing basic like cases they should be using in court against Jack Smith. So I don't have that confidence. Y'all might. But why do you take that chance? Why would you ever want to take that chance to allow your lawyer to be used by the DA to testify against you? Um, because you think that somehow the DA is going to elicit something that actually undermines the DA's case? When the DA is smart, that, that really happened except on TV shows. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.